If you're going to build something from nothing, you've got to know what really works. I took a $1,000 loan and built a $5 billion business, and now I make smart investments in new businesses on Shark Tank. This is Barbara Corcoran, and you're listening to Business Unusual. This week on Business Unusual, I'm going to be answering all of the great questions you guys keep sending me in on business, life, how to move forward, how to jump over obstacles. Come on, I'm good at it, and I want to share my advice. But first, you might think what you do for a living will determine how happy you'll be at work, but let me tell you, you're wrong. It's the person you work for who's going to determine whether you're happy or miserable in your job. I never met anyone who worked for a bad boss and enjoyed their job, or for that matter, ever got ahead, no matter how much they liked what they did. So finding work that you like to do is the easy part. Finding the right boss is the more difficult part. So if you're working for a son of a gun, there comes a time when you've got to fire your boss. Things can get very tough, and if you have a bad boss for a long time, it can do a lot of damage to your ego. I know I've had bad bosses. I know what that feels like. It can make you feel less important and less respectful to yourself. And lack of self-respect can make you really feel stuck and never push yourself ahead. It's a dangerous situation to be in. So how do you fire your boss? Well, of course, you can't actually send them packing, although in my mind, I've wanted to do that a few times. But you can make a plan and give yourself a real deadline to get another position in the company or a new job somewhere else outside the company. People who are happy at work always have good bosses. I'm repeating that because there are no exceptions to that rule. And people who are miserable at work always have bad bosses. It takes courage to fire your boss, but the confidence you gain when you've moved on will pay you back tenfold. And aren't we all entitled to happiness? And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Matt T on Facebook asked, I've been an entrepreneur hustler my whole life and my own boss the past two years. It was an amazing feeling going out on my own with only a few dollars in my pocket to get started. But now I'm at a point where our needs are growing rapidly. We want to raise money for new projects and opportunities. I've never done this before, and I'm seeking advice on capital and fundraising. Where do I turn when I don't have strong enough credit yet and the banks have turned me down? Matt, I'm probably going to give you an answer you just don't want to hear, but here it is. Raising money for new projects is generally, I think, a bad idea when the business is too young and your business is too young. You should give yourself a little bit more runway because typically by the third or fourth year in any business, you start to build excess capital through profits. And that is always the best, most solid way to expand a business. Remember, there's a lot of obligation that comes with cash you get from the other guy. Believe me, I was tempted to raise money very early in my business because I was doing well by the second year, but I didn't certainly have the cash to expand. But I never did raise money from the outside, and I'm so thankful for it. The way I see it, the nature of a successful business, I don't care what kind of business you're in, is to procreate on its own. And if you give enough breath and the right leadership to a young business in the first, second, third year, usually by the fourth year, money really starts kicking in and you can expand the business quite rapidly on your own. 
Let me tell you a personal story. The third year I was in business, I had an actual offer from the outside by Merrill Lynch Company to come in and buy 50% or 90% or what they said. They'd love to have 100% of my business. They knew I was a winner. Boy, was I floating. Man alive, somebody wanted me. And so I negotiated a deal. $50,000 for my fledgling company just because I was so amazing. But lucky for me, they backed out. And I sold that business only 15 years later for $66 million. What a fool I would have been selling my business then. So Matt, don't be in such a hurry to get some cash from the outside. You're very capable of growing your business from the inside. So slow down and be a little bit patient. Hey, Barbara, this is Mary, and I'm calling from Milwaukee. I'm having some trouble showcasing my worth to prospective employers. I just want to get back to work, and I'm having a hard time. Do you have any advice for me? Mary, let me start by telling you a story about my sister who had moved to Alaska and couldn't find herself a position. She was looking for a position of being an executive secretary and had been one her whole life and was phenomenal at that work. But she interviewed at multiple jobs and couldn't get a position over an entire year period of time. Finally, I asked her, what are you talking about? When people ask you, what are you doing? Where have you worked? Can you give me an idea? And when I heard my sister's answer, I knew immediately she needed help learning how to interview. I encouraged my sister to sign up for some interviewing practice, and there are workshops offered for free all over the country. Once she did that, she learned what were the 10 most frequently asked questions in all interviews, and would you believe there are only 10? So previously, when someone would ask, tell me about yourself, her answer would be, well, I have a dog and three cats. My home is amazing. I have every room painted a different color and on and on she'd go. She learned that the better answer for that was, oh, I love to organize things. I love to create order among chaos. And that's why I'm so good as an executive secretary. Much better answer. When they asked, what are your hobbies? She would go on about playing the accordion for friends and family, how she liked to help neighbors out with their backyard work because she's a really giving, loving woman. No, no, no. Her hobby became, I like to play chess. I like to think in an analytical way. I like to get things done. I like nothing better than knocking off a to-do list. Right answer. Well, what do you think happened to my sister? Within one week, she got three offers through three interviews, the very same action she had only a year earlier that yielded absolutely nothing. So I might say to you, if you're getting the interviews and you're not getting the job offers, immediately sign up for some help on how to interview for a job. Do you know what I think the hardest part of any job is? Getting it, not doing it. So you need to get good at getting it. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, tweet it at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success on Business Unusual. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Be sure to follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.